Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we have the honor of having Tina Dexter joining us. Thank you. After a lifetime of abuse, a period of addictions, teenage pregnancy, a dark period of homelessness, being a single mom, a registered nurse, continuing to push forward to achieve her PhD in psychology, failed marriages leading to a successful one, medical health issues, misdiagnosis, mental health struggles, career changes, discovering she is a descendant of the Tuatha de Danan, ancient beings of Ireland, searching for her true purpose and many more life challenges. Tina has personally lived a magical life with every lifestyle imaginable throughout her journey. Through the darkness, Tina has found her light. Tina's passion is to reach the hearts of others through divine intervention and spreading truth through a multifaceted group of services that enlightens and warms the hearts of all within her paths. She has chosen to share her story in hopes to inspire others. Currently, she is learning several modalities within the holistic world of healing. She is also on her journey to receiving her PhD in psychology to help align with both the secular and spiritual world together to integrate all forms of knowledge to help heal, educate, and enlighten people around the world. Utilizing her life experiences and new wealth of knowledge Within multiple industries, Tina engages with people who she is led to through her natural gifts and talents. It hopes to help others break free from the cages they have unconsciously placed around themselves. Tina, thank you from the bottom of my heart to be here today with us and to shine your light. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. My first question for you, we just read through a plethora of life experience that you have gone through. If you would be to choose a few of those abusive situations you found yourself stuck in to share with our audience who are victims hiding in plain sight and need to have inspiration in order to understand what's going on and break free. Which one would you want to share with us? I guess for me, um, it's kind of a whirlwind of how they all kind of intertwined. So as a child, I lived in a very abusive home, every form that you can possibly think of. Um, And when I say that, um, sexual abuse, I do want to say, is not only just physical abuse. It is the words that are spoken around you and help mold you into who you are as a child. Um, and I was unfortunately around a lot of um, very undermining of women and belittling of women as a child. And I thought that that was normal because that's all I knew in my world. Um, and Baywatch and all these things that came out hearing how that's what women should look like that had a huge impact on my mindset growing up and helping me to understand who I was or who I thought I was. And it kind of drove me down a path with men in selecting ones that were similar to my father in many different ways, each having their own 
part of who my father was um, in my life. And I played different roles within my relationships as the woman throughout these different relationships. And it changed. Um, so I guess for me, it would be just laying that foundation up front. And for me, um, I think the part of waking up to the reality that you are being abused is the biggest thing for me that I like to speak about and how that came about for me. So yeah, go ahead and really share that part because this is the most crucial elements for our audience. Yeah, yeah, I think um, growing up in the 80s and 90s, um, watching the Disney princesses and things, you think of this this hero, this prince that's going to come save you. And you're always, you have that in the back of your mind. And instead of being taught how to respect ourselves and to just take care of ourselves and look for what we want in ourselves, we naturally attract what we really need and want in our lives. Instead, we are constantly searching from the outside for something to make ourselves happy, which is the first big mistake and leading into an abusive relationship. For me, I thought I wasn't looking, but I had out of the corner of my eye constantly looking and I got a lot of attention and it was all negative attention because that's what I refused to look at within myself during those years. So I went from being a 17-year-old girl and having someone who was six years older than me um, immediately swoop me up and take me away from my abusive family. And I got pregnant at a very young age. Um, Very quickly, I found out that he was a heroin addict. And he had a good heart, but he, now that I look back with my education, came from a very rough background um, and had no real chance um, and was never given any type of education or any true love that was going to help him see where he needed to make internal changes in himself. So he he sought outside of himself. And I was a very loving, compassionate person, and he loved that about me, but at the same time, he couldn't respect me. Um, I, he had multiple affairs. Um, he used religion to trap me into getting married at the age of 19. And, um, then the next day I found out he was going to prison for a year and that's why he wanted me to marry him. So he told me that way you won't leave me. And we had a little girl at that time and I stayed with him through that whole year. And when he got out very quickly, he started falling down, um, And I thought in the back of my head, because I've put, and I do not judge anybody for the religion, I believe they all have a pure intention to help people, and they all rightfully so have truth to them, within them, but I believe that we're put in these boxes that we believe, due to our upbringing or our religion, that if you get married, you have to stay married in some societies. That's a huge thing, and that's not the truth. The truth is that we need to look and see, is it healthy for us and for the people that we're involved with and not stick through it till the kids grow up because you're damaging them at the same time. And they're seeing what they're going to repeat in their own way without even seeing that's what they're doing because it's the norm that they're seeing. So he very quickly disappeared and would come back in and out for two weeks at a time throughout months. And this went on for years and I would, he would be sick and I would nurse him back to health after a week or two, he would steal all of my things and disappear again. And he would continuously break my heart and I would share about these women he was with and they would show up on my doorstep sometimes to tell me they were with him. And it got to a point where I always forgave him because I'd always been very compassionate and I knew underneath that he just needed to love himself. But it started negatively affecting me because I wasn't taking care of myself and putting myself first. Um, 
And I woke up one day and I, I took Ken to Florida with me for a Disney trip with my daughter. And I was like, for this week, I'm only going to look at him as this is a great time for us. But when we get back, I need to really look at divorce. Within that week, we had a blast together. We were closer than we'd ever been. But I also allowed myself to sit back from a higher perspective, kind of going above the clouds the whole time and not just sitting in that fairy tale love part of it and the fun part. And looking and analyzing and thinking, is this what I want for the rest of my life? Do I want this roller coaster? No, I don't. So by the time we got on the plane, I sat next to him to go home and I'm like, I'm filing for divorce. And I immediately filed for divorce when we went home. And then I started down an abusive alcoholic kind of trail for myself. And it wasn't that I was an alcoholic. I truly don't believe in those terms. I think that society has placed them and it kind of gives us this victimized mindset. And I started drinking and then more men started coming to my life that were at bars and people who are at bars are trying to cover up something they don't want to look at. And I have a lot of compassion for them. There's no judgment, but I was doing that. And the men who came in my life after that, I had another child with one of them. Um, there was a lot of mind and mental games. They are very abusive. And I think that's the hardest abuse to be able to pinpoint because you start questioning yourself. Am I crazy? Or should I believe my gut instinct? And something that we're not taught in this world is our minds are not to be the ones that control us because we can think very deep down rabbit holes and we can psychologically fall into these abusive relationships because we're fearful of what will happen when we leave and the insecurity of the unknown. When in all reality, we should be listening to our gut, which is in our solar plex area. That's where our truth comes from and our intuition, which is from our heart and it intuitively comes into us. And it's that gentle voice in the background that's not panicked. And we're not taught that. So I was panicked nonstop because I started having anxiety because I didn't trust anyone around me. I kept catching people in lies and then thinking, am I crazy? Did I make that up? So it led me to a 10-year relationship of abuse. And I was not just a victim. I was part of that because I started fighting back. And then I was victimizing him. So for me, I guess the biggest part that I'd like to talk about is the fact that we say we're victims, but when we say those words, we're entrapping ourselves in a cage just in that standpoint. And you can't break free from something if you feel sorry for yourself. You have to empower yourself and just have compassion and love for yourself. And I started at the end of that 10-year relationship. The last two years, my grandmother died. And the last thing she said to me is, don't ever let a man control you or your mind. You are strong enough and every woman is strong enough to get up and every day put one foot in front of the other. And it might look like a mountain, but if you look directly in front of you, you will always be okay because you're only looking in that moment. So you can't have anxiety because you're focusing on what's right in front of you. And that's all that matters because until we can live in this moment, you're robbing yourself of a life if you look in the past or the future too far. Just appreciate where you are and know that these dark moments are meant for you to look within and see what you need to heal in yourself. Stop projecting it outwards on what they've done to you and why do you deserve this and why is this happening to you? And that that 30-minute conversation I had with my grandmother changed my life. And the next two years, I was very quiet and I started watching everyone's steps around me in those abusive relationships, which weren't only with my husband. It was with the people I surrounded myself with who continued to encourage me to stay there because 
how can you leave? You have a small child. You have another child from another marriage. You've already gotten married once. Do you really want to be labeled as someone who's crazy and gets divorced over and over again? And we've got to stop worrying about what other people think about us because that's another huge part of it for me. And when I stopped doing that, then I started watching the people who gave me that positive light in my life and didn't add to the negativity and just held space for me and didn't judge me. I slowly started picking people off until I realized that my marriage was extremely toxic. And even though he didn't even understand what he was truly doing, he was being very abusive to me because that's how he was raised. So I had to walk away from that. And it was scary because um, there's a lot of fear and projection put on you. And when people are fearful, they threaten you. And when you're threatened, you can easily go back into that box. And I had to make a very tough decision one day to walk out of that house without my children. And for a while, my children were held against me. And I don't hold anything against that man because he was abused and he was only doing what he was taught. But I had to walk away and go through some really dark times. And the moment, two years after I left, after going through extreme trauma and, and a lot of backlash for doing what I did, I sat in my basement and I made a prayer like to the universe, to God. I was like, look, I'm done searching for someone to fix me and love me. It's time for me to love myself. And I will do whatever I have to do. And I know I've got some dark challenges ahead of me. But if you could just put that person in my life and give me some synchronicity, some, some little signs that I will just know inside that that's the right one. And there's no doubt in my mind that I will just do whatever you do and whatever you put in front of me and I will never give up. And about two weeks after that, I met my husband who within three days gave me every sign that I could ever like in red flags, like, hello, what are you doing? This is the person. And even in that relationship, we both came and brought all those other traumas with us. So we were abusing each other for a while too, but we loved each other. So we were able to help each other heal, which is totally different than being with someone who doesn't want to look at themselves and heal. So for me, I guess, recognizing that holding yourself as a victim is not helping you. And the fact that until you can stop pointing fingers at everyone around you, no matter what they're doing to you, and just sit in darkness with yourself and sit in silence and accept what's happened and put your foot down and decide, I don't care what happens moving forward every day. I will continue towards that goal. You will get out of it. It takes a long time. But it's one foot in front of the other. And until you can actually do that, you're never going to be able to get out of anything. And you'll continue to put yourself back in those boxes of victimization, which allow you to continue to be abused. That means such a powerful path with all that going through trial, reaching the point of no return, doing all this introversion work, inner work, trying again, going back to your intuition, to your gut feeling, going back into life, quote-unquote losing your children even though we never fully lose them. Yes, having a hard time in your own motherhood. I mean, I understand you, and I, I I fully appreciate 
the spectrum of experience you went through. And what I can say is that in due time, if and when it's right, our children come back. Yes. And always post if, because in some cases, it is not right for them to come back. And we have to be okay with that. Another thing I discovered as well is that when we give them to the world, when we deliver them, we are actually allowing them to have their own experience with and without us as mothers and fathers and parents. And then it's a question of the entire community who is actually building those intellectuals until they become full, complete adults, healthy. And trusting the process, knowing it's going to be always right, even though our ideal would say, we all stay together, we stick together, don't worry, we will have, we will always be there for you. Yeah, you may, or you may not. And maybe it's not you, maybe it's someone else. And we have to finally be okay with that so that we can also reach our higher potential. One our big work is to give them to the world. Another work is to raise them. Might be us, might not be. And we are not bad masters for that. We are amazing masters. Amazing masters. And I'm really speaking from experiences. Because I know exactly what that means. Wow. And you talked about quite a few shifts in consciousness that you experience. Realizing that your marriage was toxic, was extremely toxic, knowing that he was raised in a toxic family and didn't know any better as one of them, praying to finally step into your own ideal person, and from there, three days later, copying <laughs> that's that instant manifestation <laughs> as it could be. And recognizing I am victim of domestic violence. That's what the worst say things we can say at the same time. It is one of the steps to recognize the abuse so that we can break free from it. And step into our troops, our identity, our power. Yes, that's, I totally agree with you. I think that um, it's a beautiful process once you get to the top of that mountain and you can turn around and look down and see everything that you've overcome. Um, I have had to, I have two children from two different generations. I have a grandson. And I mean, there's a lot of trauma that your children go through in the process. And to be a mother and realize that. I guess for me, I had to realize and it was really hard to come to this idea because I was raised on a farm. So it's like, you don't give up. You you are in charge and there is a even a matriarchy that is that you follow. And to step away from that. And when I became pregnant with my first daughter, I raised her alone, even though I was technically married. Um, I, I made a decision that day when I found out I was pregnant. I said, 
from this day moving forward, no matter how many mistakes I make, and I know I'm going to make a lot of them, I'm always going to wait for the moment that I see my mistake. And instead of beating myself up, I'm going to make a promise to myself to set a better example and show my daughter it's okay to make mistakes, but you have to pick yourself back up and keep moving. And that's what matters. And the other half of it was when I had my second daughter, I feel like when we have our children, it's like, you know, the heavens just open up that moment you have a baby put in your arms and you see a life from a different perspective. Each one of my children did something different for me. The first one showed me that, that I, I knew I had to accept myself as a flawed human being. But the second one, she opened my eyes back up to the magic in the world, to looking and seeing there's a bird in the tree that's chirping. How amazing is that, that you get to see life growing all around you outside? Nature is very healing. And when I had her, I started going back out into nature again. And that's part of healing yourself is realizing the energy that the ground and the earth has for you. And while I would sit with myself, it's when I had the most intimate times with myself to heal was outside by rivers and creeks and in woods and sitting in a meadow watching butterflies. And I came to this realization quickly after I had her that we are gifted with these children. We didn't make them. They were made inside of us by something higher than us. And we were gifted and we should be honored that we have these children. And for me with her, I kind of raised her differently than my first one. My first one, you know, I had to go through some rough stages. I was very young and I was scared. I was fearful of what she would become like me. The second one, I wasn't. And it's a totally different relationship. It's much more flowing and loving and trusting because I helped her learn to use her own intuition. I helped her make her own decisions by allowing her to have that space and realize she's a human being that came in this world and I'm just here to help guide her and love her unconditionally. And I will have to put up boundaries because she does need to learn healthy boundaries herself and you have to teach them by putting them up between you. But to be harsh with our children in return the way that we were isn't helping them. It's just impacting them negatively and showing them how to treat their children. And it continues that ancestral issue that we have that we need to break out of. And letting your children go and knowing that if they're not with you, there's a reason why you probably need to work on yourself. Because I have had some times where my kids have not been with me. And that was that's a very shameful thing for a woman in this world. People look at you negatively. And if you allow those perspectives to come in on you, it can really damage you and put you in really dark places that I had happened to myself. But to pull myself out of that and realize, you know what? I'm continuing for my children and myself. So I need to work on myself until I can prove to the higher beings of this world, like it's time for me to have my kids back and I deserve them back and I'm ready to help continue them down their path. And in those moments when I did that, magic little things started happening for me. And my children slowly came back into my world and they ebb and flow out. My older one's 21 now and she's on her own path. And I have to accept that I can't be her mother like bird surrounding her she has to go out and experience the world and that's for her to do and I just need to sit and hold space for her for when she comes back and she's ready and wants my assistance or wants some words of wisdom for me or just needs unconditional love and my younger one she she's become so strong from the moments when she wasn't with me because I instilled in her what no one instilled in me I told her you have to learn to use your voice and use your intuition and trust yourself and put your own boundaries up with people so that way, when you get older, you don't fall into these same issues that me and your father are having or the people around us and family members, because it extends out to family and friends. And and those were really important moments for me to recognize I'm not here to control that child and tell them what they are and who they are and what they're going to be. 
I'm here to just give them glimpses of hope, inspiration, and words of wisdom and unconditional love with boundaries. And that has been the biggest learning lesson for me. And when we help others heal and our children are healing from everything every day, we heal because we get to see what happens within those people. And that makes us in turn heal internally. And when you give with your whole heart, it comes back tenfold and it hits you hard. The more and more you do it and the more magical your life can become, even in those dark moments. Um, I'd like to sit with homeless. Uh, when I was living in Florida for a short period of time, I would after work stop and sit with them on the side of the road just to hear their stories and the power gave them to have someone truly just listening that didn't have any other motives with them. It was beautiful. So I don't judge anyone because I've been homeless for a very short period of time as a teenager and it is not fun. And I sat in those moments and listened to the people who were living there forever. And that's just what their life was. I was very fortunate to get out of that. But to realize that we're all in our own circumstances every day. And when someone is mean to you, don't take it personally. Just send love back out to them no matter what, because it'll come back to you. And you have no clue what that does for them and how that impacts their day because you have no clue what they're going through behind closed doors too. This is so powerful. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. It's very important. I mean, thank you. I've such wisdom. You bring so much to the table. It's so deep, so real. I'm really, really grateful that you have gone through this experience and that you made sense of them enough to turn them into pearls of wisdom that you can share and into beautiful relationships with your adult daughters now. That's truly a blessing. And you even have a grandchild now. <laughs> yes. It just happens. That's amazing. <laughs> That's great. So can you tell us a little bit about your business? Because we have a lot of be enlightened in the choice of some words. Tell us a little bit. Who do you help? What do you offer? How do you thrive your business? So my business, um, I woke up one morning and I just had, I was intuitively told like, just enlighten people. And it hit me. And actually, my husband's business partner is the one who came up with the name, the actual spelling of it. He was like, you need something catchy. And and he came to our house and was sitting with us one day. And I just, I would sit in and listen and kind of like tell him little parts of the back end so he could help my husband on a deeper level. And he um, came back to me a few weeks after that because I just had some words with him. He had a personal conversation with me. And he told me, he was like, you really need to reach out to people because you don't understand the impact you have and the words that you allow flow through you and out of you. And they seem scary if you tell somebody that you intuitively just know these things, then you use your wisdom and your experience and intertwine it. And they, they might find it scary because that's not something that you can put in a box. It's not black and white. It's in that gray area. But your words impact people and they take it away and they just have these moments of clarity and synchronicity and and awakenings um and it enlightens their life and enlightens their soul and um he was going through some pretty dark times at that time period in his life and unbeknownst to me i helped him realize um that he needed to change his entire life and he has um 
And I've only had a few conversations with him. So it really inspired me. And we continue to talk still to this day. Um, But for me, I guess I want to be able to reach people on a very personal level because I've been judged so much in my life. I am a very um, different being than most people. I have made some pretty crazy decisions. I'm I have no fear. I just go out there and do things. And most people are very judgmental of that. And it's given me this space to hold for people. So for me, I use my intuition and whatever flows through me. If someone is open enough for me to say the words to them and it helps them on very deep levels and it kind of guides them down new pathways that gives them a light at that end of the tunnel that might be really dark in that moment so that they can breathe and come up for air a little bit until the next time I talk to them. Um, I also have been extremely ill in the past three years and doing very well now, but I had to go through my own trials and tribulation between Western and Eastern medicine. And I have met my fair share of intuitives that they are charlatans. They aren't there for the correct purposes and they will take your money. So I have a team and a plethora of people that I have met through both forms of Western and Eastern medicine and spirituality and energy healing that have not only helped me to learn how to use those same modalities um, and sent me to places where I am learning more about the depths of healing on a very uh, energetic level, but I have these people that I trust because I used them to help myself get better when I was told there was nothing that could be done for me. And I want to be able to outsource those people to people that I trust so that way they can have that same opportunity. And there's podcasts that are available through those people that do the same thing. They educate you without having to pay too. So there's so many different ways you can get healing and you can raise your level of consciousness, not just having to pay hundreds of dollars to sit down with someone or do a Zoom call or have an energy healing. There are so many little things that are free. Nature, it's free. There's so many little little gifts that were given from Gaia, from Earth, the plants, um, the sunlight, uh, music. There's frequency in music that heals people. And I've, I've developed this, this knack and this deep space of knowing and knowledge and warmth for people that they can just come and sit in and it just slowly comes out for however it should for them. And I don't sell myself or the things that I have. I just let people take it for what they want. And I might tell somebody about a product that I use and it might take them four months to go through some trials and tribulations themselves. But when they come back, they're like, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and try it now. And it's amazing the results that you get to see when you just put yourself out there and you trust and people trust you and they don't say you're crazy and that, you know, intuitive people, you know, they're out there when they actually are in the darkest spots of their lives. When you hit that rock bottom and you have nowhere else to go and you turn to someone who is actually compassionate for you and has a lot of knowledge because they went through it themselves, it can change your entire life. You just have to learn to trust someone and as a victim of abuse, it's very hard to trust people. So I create a safe space for people that they know that they can trust and I have no bad intentions. And I have nothing really to gain in all reality. And there's no gimmicks. So you can walk away at any time. But I'm always here for them to come back to. And people come and go too. That's something else people get scared of. They think, oh, if I sign up to have like 
a session with her, then I'm committed. There's no commitment. You're committed to yourself. And wherever you fall in that, I could come in and out of your life once every three to five years that, or I could be in your life for a year and then you might not never, you never need me again. And I just hold that space and I never put a contract and a bind to myself with anybody. And that's what, where the magic is created because I give you something in return. I get to see you heal and that heals me. So for me, it's, it's deeper than just having a business. It's a soul tied to someone to help them come out of a lot of deep trauma and understand their body more so than what we've been told in our lives. Um, there's a whole nother realm of our body and our energy systems that we're not even told about. And until you can understand that very simply, it takes about an hour and a half to understand that. It's hard to wrap your mind around anything except for a doctor telling you what to do. And until you can step away from a doctor, it's good to have a doctor, but until you can step away from the, oh, please tell me what's wrong with me and giving them that power to tell you what's wrong with you and you step back into your power, you're going to have struggles, but you have to step back into your power and make those decisions. And I'm here to help people learn how to do that too. It's amazing. Now you are nothing short of fantastic, enlightened. Enlightened is by the way the name of your website, and it's not written as it sounds like, even though it does. The letters are N N I T E E N D dot com. Enlightened. It still sounds like it, but it's written totally differently, which is totally clever. So we have ways to reach out to you, Tina Dexter. Thank you again. And uh, I know also why people will reach out to you. That is truly amazing. Thank you. I am greatly honored to have been in your presence and be able to help anybody that I possibly can. Bye-bye.